Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I am so excited to quite literally get down to business with you guys this week. And this week, we are going to be talking about the five reasons why no one is choosing you, both in pageants and in business, and how to immediately become the chosen one. So I'm going to be teaching you guys the five strategies that I've used to build a multi-six-figure company purely online and to win both of my state titles on the first try, as well as help numerous other girls to achieve all their dreams when it comes to pageants. These are some really important skills for just your actual life outside of pageants even. So I'm really excited to dive in and get down and nerdy with you guys with some business stuff this week. So let's dive right into this week's episode. Okay, so I am so excited to talk business with you guys this week. I have the five major reasons why I really, really believe, and the things that honestly I've just learned the past five years are the reasons why pageant girls don't win. But also as I'm getting more into business consulting, I've been doing a lot of sales consulting recently, my heart has been lit ablaze for also really helping to deconstruct the old used car salesmen, you know, snake oil kind of vibes that come surrounding sales. And when it comes to selling ourselves, our product, our service, our brand, or ourselves in a pageant, or even our platform within a pageant, I think a lot of people want to know why the heck certain people are so successful, why people have a better closing rate, whether that's in pageants or whether that's in business. And I have had so much fun kind of detailing out my process. And I even just had an amazing meeting this morning where I actually landed one of the biggest contracts of my life. And guess what? I walked in not even planning on selling somebody anything. So if I can do that, you can do that. And it does take a lot of leadership skills. It does take a lot of confidence. It does take a lot of communication skills. But today I really want to help you guys realize that these are skills that are necessary for every phase of life. They will benefit you in relationships. They will benefit you when you are on a date. They will benefit you in pageants. They will benefit you in business. They will benefit you even if you're just working for somebody and you're not running your own company. So I just want to be a blessing to you guys today. I want to be helpful. We're going to break down these skills. I just got this new wobbly chair, by the way. So if y'all see me wobbling around in the video, (laughs) I'm having a good old time around here. Got a new standing desk totally uh, renovated my whole office. And so I'm excited to bring you guys some more video too. You guys are going to see snippets of this on social media. So we're upgrading around here and it is so much fun. So uh, yeah, let's dive right in. So I kind of cheated and I did a number zero at first. Y'all know me. I like to cheat the rules sometimes. (laughs) No, not really cheat. That's not a good word for it. I just like to uh, do my own rules. That makes sense to me in my brain. So um, number zero, if you will, I'm pretty sure we've done number zero like five other times on the podcast. So this isn't new to y'all. But number zero of really how to, to make headway for yourself when it comes to selling yourself, your product, your service, is you have to get really, really, really clear about who you are who you are as a person, who you are as a brand, who you are as a product, who you are as a service. And if y'all see me looking to the left, by the way, that's where my notes and my laptop is. So one of the things that I see in pageants most often that girls really struggle with is they have a bunch of great ideas for what they want to do, what they want to sell, who they are, but they really don't know how to clarify that on paper. They've never taken the time to actually detail that out, clarify it down on a Google doc on paper. And part of this is actually not for the reason that you may have thought. Part of this is is most often what I see is because of fear. 
And you might be like, well, how the heck does this relate to fear? Like, why would it ever be scary just to write something down on a piece of paper? Yeah, I know that seems crazy, but it really, really actually is a lot of times because of fear. Because so often, sometimes taking a simple step as to sitting down to write out your goals, to write out who you are, there can be this nagging voice on the inside of you that's saying, well, that's stupid. Well, what if you fail? Well, what if people think that's dumb? You don't know who you are. You don't even know what the heck you're doing. You're new at this. No one in your family's ever won a pageant. No one in your family's ever been an entrepreneur. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too this. You're too shy. You're too whatever. And so often it's these internal mental things that actually cause us to not get done the super, super, super simple things that anyone and their mother can do. And then what happens is we either try and launch too quickly before we have defined the things that make us special, that make us different. And then we complain and we're like, well, entrepreneurship doesn't work or pageants don't work or that coach didn't work or I can't win this interview. I tried that. Well, did you really try that? Did you actually define, can you actually elicit, do you know the words that you want to use to describe what makes you different and incredibly unique? And if you don't know those things, then I want to say this with all the love in my heart, but how in the world do you expect your uniqueness, your, this is why you should work with us to come across to a judge or to another person that you're selling if you are too scared to even write that down on paper, or if you can't rattle it off like an elevator pitch, if you don't know yourself, your, your product, your service, your brand well enough to be able to boom, 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 know exactly what defines you, then how in the world is that going to make sense to somebody else? Okay. So that might seem very elementary, but I deal with this every day. <laughs> and this is right. Like rules are only rules because somebody broke it and they had to make it a rule. Um, I think that's the most hilarious thing in the entire world, but rule, you're like, Oh my gosh, why the heck is this a rule? Well, that's because somebody was an idiot and, uh, lovingly and broke the rule. And that's why we have to have rules. So that's number zero. Okay. And this is in a couple parts, know your why, know your what, know your how, um, what, and if you struggle with that, then ask yourself, okay, what gets me out of bed every day? What makes me angry? What do I think about? What do I care about? What do I worry about? And that's a really great place to start. Okay. So moving forward, the next one that we're going to deal with today is asking yourself, how do I help people? That's number one. How do I help people? Here's the deal, how to ensure that you are never coming across as the snake oil genie in a bottle, you know, drink this and you'll lose 50 pounds or even on the other side of the spectrum wondering, you know, how do I create authority? How do I, how do I be memorable? How do I get the judges to remember me? How do I get this person, this business that I'm pitching to remember me? A large part of this is really, really being confident that you can get people results. If you can't get people results, then you have no business being in business. Okay. And I'm going to qualify this a little bit later. So don't worry. Don't freak out. If you're like, Oh, then how does anybody start? Like, well, how do I go against people who have been in business for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? I'm going to help you with that. Don't worry. Okay. But here is a, a really, really important thing I want you guys to think about. So how, how often are you asking yourselves, why should someone invest in you? Okay. And I don't just mean invest money. Okay. Although that's part of it. So why should people invest in you, your product, your service? It's all about equity. Okay. I define equity. People define it very differently. Get down with your bad self, do whatever you want. I define equity as time, talent, and treasure. So again, this applies to pageants because a judge is investing his equity, his belief in you to be able to trust you with a position that then is going, you're going to be spending time, talent, and treasure towards the people of 
South Dakota, the people of Texas, whatever. Okay. Now, in the same respect, a business is going to be spending their time, talent, and treasure, obviously, to invest in your product, service, company, to afford them, hopefully, an, a benefit in the future. And going back to pageants, the judges are spending their time as well as their talent, their intellect, okay? They're bringing intellect to the table, their talent, to, to basically judge your pageant and judge you. So we have to get really, really clear that if we are going to ask and invite people to invest their equity with us, there has to be a sense of give and take. And when we can be really, really sure about not only what, yes, we're taking their money, we're taking their time, talent, treasure, okay? Something like that. We have to be equally as sure about, okay, but what are they getting out of it? Why should they care? Why should they invest with me? Um, so for example, for my companies, I give people hope. I give people encouragement. I give people a sense of belonging. I give them a community. I give them a community of like-minded people. I give them a title. I give them status. I give them accountability. I give them um, increased sales, financial. You know, if I'm helping somebody, um, I helped somebody. I was consulting for this company this week and he made six grand in his first week. Oh, that made me so happy, right? So I was able to give my time, give my equity. Um, they gave me treasure. They gave me their time and I was able to give them treasure and time efficiency back and all these different things. And when it's a beautiful exchange, that's where sales is not weird. That's where business is not weird. That's where selling yourself, your product, your service is not weird. When you know the deliverables that you can genuinely provide somebody. And that's why I love sales. That's why I love business because it's so fun and it's so relational. And when you are confident in your approach, when you're confident that you know that you can deliver equity to somebody as much as they are giving equity to you, then it's never weird. Then my guard can be down. You know, I'm not operating out of a lack mentality where I'm like, oh, I got to make this sale because it, it defines my identity. It defines me as a person. This is the, the hill I'm going to live or die on. Like, right? Like, no, I, when I'm relaxed, when I, when I'm confident in what I know that I can bring to the table and when I'm ensured that I can get people results, which is that number one, then I'm relaxing. I'm actually like a normal person. I'm not operating super weird. And I don't feel weird about pitching somebody two grand, three grand, 10 grand, you know, whatever it is for the service, because I know that I can deliver. So how does that relate to pageants? Well, I better, you know, I better deliver specifically in my platform, social impact package, as well as the set of deliverables, um, in my, you know, legacy plan. And this is what I want to provide for people as a title holder. This is what you can expect from me. Again, going back to number zero, we have to clearly define what are those ways that I uniquely can move the needle. I uniquely can move the needle that is different than anybody else in the entire world because I know that I am a one and a, you know one and only person and that's not ego it's genuinely sitting with yourself and being sure that you um, can bring those things to the table and I just think it makes sales so much easier so if you're struggling this is going to blow your mind if you're struggling with, okay, I'm new at this, or I've been in business a long time, but I've been too afraid to kind of detail these things out. I've just been kind of flying under the radar, just doing what I know to do, doing what I can, just trying to keep up with, you know, keep up with business or feed, feed my family. And you're in this place of not growing. You feel stagnant, either mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, you know, whatever, all these different ways. Okay. Here, here's what can help you. Here are questions to ask you. Different things that can make you different are including the following. Your process, your systems, your design, your branding, your angle, your unique perspective, your market. You Maybe you're the first to market in your field. Maybe you've innovated a part of your market to make it more efficient. Um, 
your differentiation, like I said, your efficiency, your convenience, your process, your presentation could be different. Um, a business partner and I were just talking yesterday. We, we had this idea actually for here in Omaha. I don't know if I want to reveal it on the podcast, but we were talking about, um, there's a, there's a bar opening here in town and we were like, man, if they did X, Y, Z, and we had this, this idea for how they specifically presented their drinks and their bar, we were like, dude, this would take off. We were just traveling to Texas a couple weeks ago and we went to this bar in, in Austin. We were traveling, went to Dallas, Austin in San Antonio and the three of us. And we, we went to this bar and it was super classy and it was awesome. There's this whole row in Austin with like all these different, really, really unique bars inside of houses that they flipped to be businesses. And one of them, um, this drink came in a light bulb. Another one had dry ice on it. We were like, dude, if people would just focus on their presentation alone, the Instagrammable nature of that would drive a ton of business, right? So don't steal my idea. We're going to, we're working on that. But the feeling, uh, other differentiators, the feeling, the environment that you can create, the feeling that you can create within people, all these different things are ways that you can make yourself unique and different. And those are leveraging points that you should use that create human connection, that create trust, that create belief, and that can really, really move the needle for you or your sales team. Okay. So I feel like, my goodness, that could be a podcast in itself. We might have to actually split this into two parts. I don't want to make this too long. But number two out of five, you, um, this is a perfect lead in. So kind of breaking down another fear and another reason why sales gets a bad rep, or again, why you're just not memorable is because you do have a part to play. Okay. This isn't just polishing a turd. Like you have to pursue excellence in your field. Part of what creates confidence. Okay. I say this in the interview mastery Academy all the time. Part of what creates confidence is being super good at what you do. Just being honest, LeBron James has a lot more confidence than Joe Schmo off the side of the street. If you said, hey, shoot a three-point shot, shoot a free throw, make a layup, right? And you got somebody who's never touched a basketball or who stopped playing in high school, sorry, they're going to be on a different playing field than LeBron James. And rightfully so. But guess what? The beautiful thing is you don't have to have a ton of money to get good at what you do. So I give people this. I was just having this conversation last weekend with a buddy of mine, and I was like, yo, I've watched you for a long time. I believe in you, but I can't believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And at the end of the day, you have to take massive and perfect action, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And I say in like every single podcast, but you guys, there's, there's YouTube. I call it YouTube university. There are an endless amount of vid of low cost resources or free resources that if you just pick a direction, literally any direction does not matter. There's not a right direction to be successful. There's not a right platform. There's not a right mission. There's not a right color to wear in your pageant interview. There's not a right hair color. So often people get so caught up in, oh my gosh, I have to make the right decision that they don't make a single decision at all. And then I'm having the same conversation with them two years later because they're like, oh, I really want to do this. And I'm like, that's beautiful. That's probably a God-given desire. And he's probably empowered you to be able to be financially successful in that area. But at the end of the day, y'all, you have to be responsible for getting good at something, okay? Money flows to when someone is good at something. I promise you, if you are an expert in your field, People are going to come to you because, let me see if I want to talk about this now or later where I talk about the triangle. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that in number five. 
Um, but it's a triangle. So it, it's, it's two out of these three things have to occur and money will start to flow in that direction. Business will start to flow into that direction. Okay. So you must pursue excellence in your field. The reason sales gets a bad rep or pageants even get a bad rep. Okay. Is because we get people that are amazing at sales and terrible executors. And the same way that we get girls who are polished on the outside and they, they are not ready on the inside. You might be the most beautiful girl in the world. You might have an amazing walk. You might have an amazing dress. You might have amazing hair and makeup. But if you do not make the judges know, like, and trust you, then at the end of the day, you're going to be forgettable and your dress might be memorable, but they're going to be like, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I don't really remember who she was. And in the same way, if you're a business owner, it's going to be identically the same thing. Okay. So I think we have to choose, am I a visionary or am I an executor? And you can be both. Like I've had to be both as a solo entrepreneur, right? So I have to have visionary to pursue the next step in my company. And I've had to be the executor for five years. Now we're starting to hire people. Now I have three business partners. Praise the Lord for them who get to operate in their gifts, running ads, building systems. Our clients have certainly liked it because it has totally improved a lot of our systems and it's been really, really great. But oftentimes I think naturally we fall into one category. So you have to make a decision, okay? In order to not come off as that sleazy person who's really great at talking the talk, but not walking the walk. Um, not everybody has to start a company. You know, if you're somebody that you know has natural communicative skills, then go find a company that you can believe in, that you love their product, you love their service, you love the location that they're at, you know, you love the founders and you can fall in love with the product later and ask to be on their sales team. You know, go for a sales job where you can kind of, um, you know, sell the product and then pass it on to the execution team. If that's not your jam, then don't get stuck in this place where you're going to also be operating you know, outside of the, the opposite of your actual gifts, first of all, and you're going to frustrate your, your gift or think that, oh my gosh, I'm not good at this. Or, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not meant to be in the business world. Well, no, like maybe you're just not operating at the right spot on the team, right? You might be a quarterback and you're operating as a tackle right now. Those are two completely opposite positions and you need to figure out what position that you're meant to be. Now we have other things that are other people, certain personality types, mostly twos and sixes, to be completely honest. There are other types as well. Um, ones I would say as well that are really, really great executors that fall in love with helping. They have different motivations for helping, you know, ones oftentimes fall in love with an industry and they like in debt their life to it. Whereas a two just loves to help. Um, they, they absolutely love to help and they love to be a part of something and sixes as well. A lot of times I'll talk to a six and they're like, I just don't know. I don't know what industry to pick. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm good with anything. Like a lot of sixes just want to find the person that they want to attach their life to or the company that they believe in that aligns with their core values, which is why in the interview mastery Academy, even and with a lot of the business owners that I coach, I'll say, okay, what are your core values? You know, what are the, what are the things that you even feel like you have interest in? And then we can kind of go from there. And oftentimes again, it's, it's finding two out of three. Okay. I like the culture and I like the product or I like the owner and I like the product. And so I want to help improve the culture. Um, but knowing whether you're an executor or more of a visionary, I think is also astronomically important so that you don't frustrate your own gift. And also that, that you don't feel uh, a, a hit in your self-worth because you're like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm not as good as Sally Sue or or Jim Bob over here. <laughs> um, why did I pick those names? I have no idea. Um, but really, it's just that you were not meant for that fit. So thank God you, you've now just eliminated a, a position that you were never created for. And that's completely okay, right? So pursuing excellence in your field, figuring out more about who you are, um, what spot on the team you're supposed to be in, and then becoming the best at it, just getting after it, absolutely positively becoming the best at it that you, that you possibly can be. Okay. 
Wow. That's, that's been a lot already. Next. Um, number three, number three is you need to assess your risk. So if you're new, um, there's always going to be risk like we talked about. So a lot of times people don't take action because they are terrified that they're not going to be able to get those results. And again, that's why I said number two first. That's why you got to go just get good at something. Figure out if you're more of a visionary or an executor and go get freaking good at it. Just go become the best version of that there's ever been. And I promise you business will come to you and in your confidence will skyrocket when you know that you can deliver these results. Okay. And like I said, a lot of that information is free. So part of that is understanding that like the 80, 20 rule, the Pareto principle, if you're 80% confident that you've studied and that you can get people results and it might just be some of the businessy things, the things that are new that you just haven't done yet that scare you. Absolutely. I feel like you should, you're, you're in a good position to start providing services to start putting yourself out there. But it's only, again, the snake oil part of this is when, or the, the pageant version of this is when you're walking in and you've done 20% of the work and 80% is you're like, oh, we'll just figure it out. Like, yeah, this will be fine. And then you lose a contract and that spreads across the city that you're bad to work with. Or, you know, you walk in and bomb your interview and then you're blaming it on everybody else and you're blaming it on the director and you're blaming it on, well, they just, they're just looking for, they hate blondes or they don't like singers or they don't like dancers. And believe me, I've heard this a million times um, where they're like, oh, well, they, they, I just wasn't what they're looking for. And I'm like, maybe. But if I can be completely honest with you, you probably just need to take ownership and you did a bad job. Okay. And that brings us to our next point. Our next point is communicate and take extreme ownership. Now, there's an amazing book called Extreme Ownership. And uh, I have a lot of people, a lot of my business owner friends actually have their entire teams read it. And I was just talking with a business owner earlier today, actually, that was talking about how they received a, a pretty shoddy job, to be honest, of this um, service. Okay. It was expensive as a premium service. Um, it was kind of a come to your door kind of a service and um, people, they, they didn't have a good experience at all. And we were talking through it and she goes, but you know what? And I, I knew the owners personally, so that's why we were talking about it. And she goes, but you know what? The owner's husband, they or co-owner, came to me, personally called me and said, I'm so sorry that this happened. Um, it will not happen again. Our team is learning. This is not reflective of our company. And they were able to be confrontational and they were kind about it and they were humble and they said, hey, totally our bad. How can we make it right? And purely because of that humility and because they took ownership of their mistake, they took ownership of how they're still growing. Hey, I'm not perfect. I'm figuring it out. So often people are so afraid like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose this contract or the judge isn't going to like me if I'm vulnerable or if I show my weakness, I won't win this pageant because they're not going to think that I'm astute enough. They're not going to think I'm smart enough. I got this Harvard grad next to us or this chick who's at her platform since she was three, you know, all these different things. And we count ourselves out because we don't want to be vulnerable. But at the end of the day, and I say this every second of my life, everything is like dating. Okay. Why, what, what makes you feel connection at the end of the day? And when you're doing sales or when you're doing a pageant, it's all about connection. Okay. Everything literally is connection. Do I know you like you trust you? So it's actually vulnerability and it's actually being humble and meek and coming low rather than coming high. Like, Oh yeah, girl, I know everything. I got you. You know, we're going to take care of all this stuff and over promising and under delivering. <clears throat> we hate that. Right. That makes people cringe and we don't want to be cringy. We want to be authentic. And so anyways, in this instance, literally this humility 
ended up saving this deal, which made the company thousands of dollars and also didn't spread this negative word of mouth in, uh, in a town where a lot of people talk, right? So people respect humility. So many people, um, this is really weird, actually. People usually fall on one end of the spectrum. They're either like so terrified of coming up, coming off as cocky that they actually swing into this like false humility that is equally as disgusting when it comes to trying to be a salesperson slash sell yourself in a pageant, okay? And false humility is, again, doesn't come off as you're authoritative enough to, for me to trust you. Um, so that's not good. And, and honestly, I don't really come across this purely like super, super cocky salesperson. It's actually usually the opposite. Um, people who are genuinely this used car salesman, snake oil kind of person are typically really unteachable and wouldn't ever even come in contact with someone like me looking for help. I, I mean, you might find them at like a networking event, but the thing is, is like maybe they've made a way for themselves because they found a way to make a buttload of money. But if you see, I love going to networking events for this reason. The person who's the showboat actually, um, unless they are like literally the richest person in the room, a lot of people just naturally gravitate away from them because they carry such a distinct energy that's like, yeah, not, I don't care for that. No, thanks. I would rather hang out with a person who makes less money, who's really humble and teachable and willing to share their knowledge and just, you know, doesn't think more highly of themselves than they ought. Like the Bible says, like sit at the lowest seat of the table and be asked to sit at a higher seat rather than sit at the high seat because you think that you're amazing. And then Jesus is like, yeah, go sit at the end of the table. Love ya, but this ain't your seat. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Let other people raise you up. Let other people affirm you and edify you as well as having the, the confidence of like, yeah, this is, this is who I am. This is the seat that I, um, appropriately think that I'm kind of at, um, but let other people edify you in that way. So people respect humility and uh, be, be vulnerable without dismantling your expertise. Like I said, those are the two biggest things. Okay, so before we talk about number five, yay, we're here. Um, I want to take a second just to break and talk about our um, special program that if you're a pageant girl and you haven't joined yet, girl, you'd be missing out. So this is the Interview Mastery Academy. And um, man, this has just been so amazing to watch girls go through the past five months now. Yeah, we launched it in September and we've continuously improved it. And uh, my goodness, we have about 50 girls who have gone through it now. And it's really, really cool. We're starting to collect testimonials and it's a total replacement for one-on-one -on -one coaching, the first in our industry. And our promise to you is that in eight weeks, you will know everything that you need to know when it comes to interview and onstage question mastery, as well as mastering yourself. And the reason why I created this is because when I was competing for Miss USA just three months ago, and then six years ago when I competed for Miss America, there was nothing that existed like this. And I was like, yo, why? Why does this not exist? This should exist. We should put this all in one place where girls can learn about this interview stuff and master it and rock their pageants on their own time. Because uh, as a person in central time, I'm really lucky. But even I can imagine for coaches in the West Coast and East Coast who um, are dealing with Pacific time, Eastern time, like that's a three hour time swing. That's a lot to deal with, not to mention international clients. And so the Interview Mastery Academy is a beautiful one stop shop where you get to hear over 40 hours of coaching from me, save a ton of money. And in eight weeks, you are totally equipped and ready for 
all aspects of the communication portions of your pageant. We even touch on branding. We touch on fundraising. Um, I have over 2,000 practice questions for you. I have timed mock interviews for you. I have a book and audio and podcast list. And uh, we've really, really tried to make this a one-stop shop for everything that you could ever need for interview. So it'll be your guide from painful procrastination to practical preparation. And so that's the Interview Mastery Academy. If you want more information, the link to book a free strategy call with me to talk about your prep is always in the show notes. And you guys can go ahead and click on that to get on my calendar and we can chat through everything to make sure that we find the best fit, whether that's Interview Mastery Academy or something else for you. So you guys can click that in the link. Okay. The other thing um, before we get back to number five, which is my favorite one, is that I'd love for you guys to take literally two seconds and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you are an Apple Podcast listener, if you're a Spotify, Google Play, or YouTuber, never mind. But if you're an Apple Podcast person, we'd love for you just to take five seconds, literally click the five stars and write like a three-second review if you have really enjoyed this. Um, We love providing more free content to everybody all around the world, and it brings me a lot of joy to know that this is helping people. So thank you so much for that. And with that, we'll get back into number five. Okay, so last but not least, um, the what I believe is is one of the most important things at the end of the day, like I said earlier, is number five is never stop taking massive and perfect action to pursue mastery. I tell my girls in the Interview Mastery Academy all the time, there's a difference between proficiency and mastery. Proficiency, in my opinion, and maybe Webster's Dictionary disagrees with me, but proficiency, in my opinion, is where you get to this place where you're you're pretty much not anxious, you're pretty comfortable, and you know, you you feel like, okay, I'm probably not gonna mess up. I feel proficient, right? Or like typing proficiency. You're like, okay, like 80, 20, 80%, I type the right letters and I gotta go back every once in a while. But the reason why I even named the Interview Mastery Academy the Interview Mastery Academy is because, and I'm building a couple other academies right now, by the way, super excited, have nothing to do with pageants. We are growing, it's amazing. But the reason why I use the word academy and mastery is because I want you to take your dream to boot camp. I want you to take it so seriously that you want your dreams to come true, to honor your dreams so much that you put on a mindset that, and you wake up every day and you literally put it on and you determine within yourself that you're like, you know what? I'm not just going to become proficient in this. I want to become the best. I want to be a master welder. I want to be a master interviewer. I want to be a master makeup artist. I want to be a master nurse. I want to be the best at my craft in the entire world. And when you put on that mindset of mastery rather than just proficiency, it totally changes your daily actions, totally changes the way that you interact with people, the way that you treat your body, the way that you treat your mind. It really affects everything. It really, really does. And along with that, that's why I encourage everybody who's on this journey of mastery to take massive and perfect action. And like I said in the beginning of this episode, sometimes it's not about uh, being perfect about anything. It's not just sometimes, it's always. It's never about being perfect. It's about breaking down those walls, breaking down those mindsets of fear of failure, fear of success, which is a real thing, fear of taking action because of public perception, people pleasing, all these other things that we talk about in the podcast all the time. And breaking that down to say, okay, but at the end of the day, I just need to keep moving because as long as I don't get stuck, then I'm good because I know that the dominoes are going to fall in the right direction. I know that I'm, I know more today than I knew yesterday. And as long as I keep pursuing a little bit more knowledge every single day, 
I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And you know, everything's workoutable. Everything is figure outable. If you start to affirm yourself in those ways, get yourself in a good community, plug into the right kinds of people, hire a mentor, hire a coach, hire a sales coach, a business coach, a pageant coach, you know, whatever you need for your present situation, a mindset coach, somebody to hold you accountable. It truly will change your life. It'll change your life and it'll help you to continue to just take little actions that lead to big, 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 massive, tremendous victories. I promise you, I am, I am a product of this. Okay. Started my entire company with $160 working at a coffee shop. I was at a coffee shop this morning and it just humbles me every single time to think of where we've, where we've built, because literally you guys, if I can do it, you can do it. I promise. I had no previous knowledge. I had nothing handed to me. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, every part of business was wildly overwhelming to me. Um, but if I can do it, I promise y'all that you can do it too. So kind of rounding this out, I want to help you guys specifically with how this relates to pageants and don't tune out if you're not a pageant person, because this will still apply to you. Um, but what, when you think about, cause this uh, additionally, if you're an influencer, if you want to be an influencer, if you have a personal brand, um, or whatever, this will all apply to you. Okay. So at the end of the day, um, we, when we're selling something, when we're selling ourselves, ourselves being product service, yourself brand, you have to get past people's crocodile brain first. That is the fight or flight part that says, "Do I? can I know you like you trust you? And in a pageant specifically, a judge is asking themselves the three magic questions. Could she do the job? Would she do the job? Should she do the job? Okay, but this is not just related to pageants. If I'm hiring an agency to do my marketing, my social media, whatever, it's could, could they do the job? Are they qualified? Are they competent? Okay, are they the expert? Then is it, would she do the job? Okay, are they the snake oil person? Are they a really good salesperson? Or do I actually believe in their ability to follow through? And number three, should they do the job? Should she do the job? This is, okay, do I like her? Do I like them? Do I like this company more than I like everybody else? Do I feel like they're just a right fit for our core values, for our brand? Um, Is this a person that I actually want to talk to on a regular basis? Or are they like exhausting to be in the presence of? Do I get a weird vibe? Do I get like secondhand embarrassment around them? And this is why we work on our communication skills. This is why we work on our self-worth, our mindset, our confidence, as well as working to become experts in our field. Because then when we ask ourselves or when our judge or the person that we are selling to, the person that we are trying to consult for or get the business of is asking themselves in that crocodile brain saying, fight or flight, should I run or should I stay? Should I stay or should I go? Can I know you like you trust you? Could she, would she, should she? We can get past those things really easily. And we can build deeper relationships with the people that we work with. We can build deeper relationships with everybody around us. And living in a a world of deeper relationship too is so much fun. I was just talking with somebody yesterday about the Bible verse that says that we are to know each other by the spirit. And I was describing even when you're around people that carry that different level of depth that you do, how you can meet somebody for coffee for an hour and feel like you've known them your entire life. Don't you want to take that into your business? Don't you want to take that into the way that you you um, elicit yourself during your interviews and your pageants? I want that for you. I want that for you big time. So it comes down to, like I said, those three questions. Know you like you trust you. And could she, would she, should she do the job? And I promise you guys, if you can lock in on those things and continually ask people, you know, how do I need to grow my expertise? Why should they work with me? What makes me unique? And why should they care? And how can I serve the person that I'm in the presence of? Then you're going to be wildly, wildly successful. You're going to have instant 
success. You're going to have instant increase. And if you're in 10th place, you're going to see yourself go to at least ninth place. I promise you just by implementing these few five strategies. So with that, you guys, I will see you next week. I'm so excited that you guys are going to learn and implement this information. Share this with a friend that you want to see their business grow. You want to see them place higher in a pageant. You want to see their mindset, their confidence, their ability to take massive and perfect action increase. And uh, with that, I'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, Coach Megan here. And again, welcome to season three. I'm so happy to have you here. Please, a couple things I wanted to just say, share this with a friend that you know needs to hear this today. Um, we give out this free information all the time because I'm so passionate about lowering the barriers to entry for women to be successful in pageantry, but also to grow themselves as transformative leaders that know their identity, are great communicators, leaders, and also are initiating and engaging in their calling. So with that, one thing I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of is a brand new program that we beta launched last fall called the Interview Mastery Academy. And there's nothing like it on the market in the pageant industry. And as a competitor and a coach, somebody who's gone through this and been in your shoes several times, I created this because there was a hole in the market. And I am here as a coach and as a person who loves women's empowerment to fill those gaps and see those problems and provide solutions for you guys. And so this is an eight-week course that is not just pageant coaching, although it will transform your communicative ability as well as your leadership. It's also going to transform you as a person. We get down into the nitty-gritty about your mindset, your your different personalities, your core values, your style, your social media. I teach you how I built a six-figure company online, specifically through Instagram. We go through everything from your platform to your paperwork to on-stage question to the advanced questions framework. We handle everything. It is all-encompassing, you guys. I even have 2,000 practice questions as well as timed mock interviews and a national-level packing list. I have truly put everything on the inside of this academy and we'd be honored to have you be a part of it so how you can get involved is in, at the end of every episode you guys can dm us on instagram you can email us info at powerhousepageantry.com or the easiest way is just to click the link in the show notes no matter where you're listening and we'll send you right on to be able to access either a one-on-one -on -one strategy call with me personally a free 30-minute call or if you're ready to write, write to sign up you can just tell us and we'll give the information to purchase it is something that will absolutely positively transform your entire life guaranteed and I've created it as a total replacement for one-on-one -on -one coaching so that through the craziness of life and the busyness of your schedule you can ensure that you have everything necessary to be successful in pageantry but on your own time and on your own terms so if you'd like more information click the link in the show notes or email info at powerhousepageantry.com and a member of our team will make sure that you are taken care of and with that I love you guys so much thanks so much for listening make sure that you are following us on social media at powerhouse pageantry and at Megan underscore Swanson. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.